Cups are about to begin with Wales travelling to Twickenham. Welcome to the new season on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Changes in North Wales with former Wales captain Rachel Taylor taking on a skills coach role for men and women. It's obviously brand new, it's exciting, it's challenging. Massive times ahead and uh, hopefully a bit of my playing experience and the experience I've gathered like since I've been with the Welsh Rugby Union will put me in a good place to help out. New RGC head coach Matt Silver says the start of the season will be key. Obviously we've got a very tough start of the season, we've got Merthyr at home. Uh, then Cardiff in the cup at home and then land every away, you know, there's, there's three top sides there. You've got to start well. But Wales under-18s are in South Africa, an important stage of their development, says coach Chris Horsley. Yes, we want to go out there and perform, yes, we want to go out and win. The ultimate is give us the opportunity to work with these players and really embed behavioural changes and get them to understand what it's like to be a professional stroke international rugby player. More on that later, but we'll start with some groundbreaking changes in North Wales where former Wales captain Rachel Taylor's taking on a new role in the men's and women's games. To explain everything, she spoke to Liz Jones. So, Rachel, exciting times. Another new uh, appointment, new coaching role. Do you want to just explain what your new role is and how much you're looking forward to it? Yeah, so new role is a skills coach, officially, which is nice to have a, a new challenge and a fresh challenge in my eyes, I guess, to learn as much as I can. This, obviously, like hopefully ties in a lot of regional age grade rugby junior academies the women's and girls program as well so hopefully i'll be getting a lot of experience across like a breadth of different rugby like a brand new role really not only developing the best of north wales male players but females players too nothing's been done like that before in terms of regional academies so it's a blank sheet in a way yeah and i think that's probably like where i'm really lucky being with rgc and that they've done that themselves not so many years ago had the blank sheet and had an opportunity to get the academies and like you said put those male players in the best condition they can be for Welsh selection and it's nice to have that opportunity to do it with the women's and girls it's it's obviously brand new it's exciting it's challenging I think we just really quite big up here on creating the right culture and the right sort of learning environment for them to develop and sort of catch up with a lot of rugby sort of across the world so yeah massive times ahead and uh, hopefully bit of my playing experience and the experience I've gathered like since I've been with the Welsh Rugby Union will, will put me in a good place to help out. And is it the kind of role you think could be adopted in other regions too and elsewhere? Yeah I guess like I said with the flexibility we have up in RGC and the opportunities to try different stuff it's nice to get this an opportunity for us to be like another pilot of, of something that might work but yeah I don't see why not if you get the right environment then absolutely it should be something that we could mirror everywhere else and I think that's probably the opportunity we've got with it really is it will be um, a learning curve but I guess that's kind of what you want you know we have to learn we have to adapt we have to try and modify our offering for the female game so yeah fingers crossed probably like you said best of both worlds I get to learn from an existing program that's already working and developing sort of exciting young players and it'd be nice to think we could do the same in the women's program. Obviously, it's not a brand new for you. You've been coaching Colwyn Bay first 15 for the last 12 months and coaching RGC regional age grade boys as well. So it's kind of taken that to another level. Yeah, it was part of my original role as a regional rugby coordinator. And obviously, we had a big chunk of the under-15s programme there as well. And 
I guess this is just more out and out coaching. I suppose the challenge we have and the opportunity we have is to try and develop more coaches while we're doing it. And hopefully I'll be working quite closely with Josh Leach and Tim Hoare and creating a pathway for female coaches to come through as well. And I think if we get this kind of environment right, then hopefully we'll be creating, yeah, a better platform for rugby players, but also maybe better platform for referees, better platform for coaches. And hopefully we'll we'll have a, a rub-off effect. We'll be improving our female game across North Wales. So... Yeah, challenges there, but uh, like you said, it's it's nice to get teeth stuck into something new. And uh, have you thought ahead any further in terms of ambitions in the game now? Yeah, I think I've probably had about 20 people ask me this week if I want to specialise in something or if I want to go and do something particular, but I'm obviously in a really privileged position to do this. Hopefully I've got a good CPD package around me, so people who will try and look after me and upskill me as quick as I can, you know, not just from this region, but across Wales and across the world, so... If I enjoy this environment, then I don't see too much of a career change in the future. And I've only been doing it sort of not even a week yet, and I've loved the week I've had so far. So hopefully it'll be right for me. And some more experience to take into the autumn with the crochets and barbarians challenges ahead. Yeah, I can't wait. I've already been learning a few new drills and a few new games and different techniques off some of the guys at Upper RGC, which has been a, a real eye opener and a different a way we want to play. And I suppose that kind of exciting expansive rugby is a little bit RGC and it's probably something that'll suit the crochets and the barbarians perfectly so hopefully it'll be a bit of vice versa an opportunity for me to kind of learn from the coaches I'll be around in those environments as well as you know I can hopefully bring something to the party as well. And you're with RGC women this evening preparing for three rounds of regional games now throughout August how's that going and how do you expect to get on in that competition? Yeah it's very much a quite a short program this year so it's a, it's a lot about just putting the girls in the right position to be identified from the national squad I, I suppose we have the same sort of task as we did last year and trying to upskill the girls as quickly as possible to the style of rugby they'll play in in the Welsh team so that's what we've been doing a lot over the last three four five weeks so hopefully they're in a good place I think they're really uh, the girls that were new to the programme absolutely loved the Super 12s and it's given them a lot more confidence to play and I think it was just really refreshing to see so many new faces down there and, and a lot of the younger talent coming through some of our younger players are flying the flag in, in the way to behave and act and train so um, it's quite nice to give our, our senior players a, a taste of that and obviously it's a great environment for them to come into as well so yeah, we're in a good place. I think the team seems quite happy. There's a few laughs already starting in training tonight, so uh, we'll see how we get on. But, yeah, looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, you're at Clan Darcy on Saturday. Yeah, we're lucky enough to have a home game uh, in a couple of weeks as well, so we get to sort of travel, get the bus environment, and then uh, a couple of weeks' time we'll be back up at home as well. And then we finish our last game in Cardiff against Scarlet. So, yeah, it's quite a short programme, but the girls have been really uh, adaptive so far and they've committed 100% so couldn't ask any more from them. And just a word as well on appointment for Jess Kavanagh as the new game changer, replacing Dave who replaces you. Another just good appointment for females in North Wales and for women's rugby really. Yeah, I, I'm sort of over the moon with how it's developed really since I took my role. I was kind of the only female uh, up in North Wales working and now obviously we've got hub appointments, um, which is brilliant. And then obviously Jess coming into this role, I think Di's done a great job in creating a kind of a platform ready to go and it, it'll suit Jess, I think, to be that sort of engagement officer and hopefully um, that kind of role model that we're looking for up here and getting more girls into the game. But 
yeah, I think um, it'd be a, a good challenge for Dai as well, something you know he can uh, get his teeth into into the West, and he's done a great job since he's come in as a hub officer a few years back, and then obviously becoming a game changer and now this. So, yeah, it's like it's a really exciting reshuffle, but I think hopefully we'll bring the best of our previous roles to our new ones. So that's, I guess, the exciting part for the region. Yeah, there's a buzz around the place at the moment. Yeah, it's a, it's a good team, and I'm really lucky to be part of it ever since I joined the WIU, to be honest. Um, I don't think I'd have learned as much if I was anywhere else. So, yeah, really lucky to have them. And then hopefully we can connect that kind of link between performance rugby and participation rugby now. And I think we're in a good place to build it for the future. Brilliant. All the best. Thank you. So that's interesting, certainly. It was also a chance for the new RGC head coach, Matt Silver, to discuss everything going on there with Liz Jones. Matt, you've been in position now at RGC for around a month. How's it been going? Yeah, it's going really well at the moment. I'm really impressed with the setup here and also the staff and the players. I've moved into the area as well, so I've, I've negated all the travelling and just looking forward to the season starting now, really. How are preparations going for the kickoff? We've got two or three key signings we need to make in, uh, in some key positions. Um, we're working hard on it at the moment. We're also in the process of um, replacing Phil John, who's with us till September. Got a few people in to, uh, to have a chat with. That's really important as well. We've got a lot of young players here, especially the front row guys, who they need that expert tuition. And, um, you know, we've got to make sure we get that right. Because uh, if we are running a senior academy, we've got to have the right people in place um, coaching these guys. That being the case, with a few more signings to come, how do you think you are looking for the start of the season? Yeah, we're okay. You know, our starting squad is here. We just need to strengthen some depth there. Obviously, we've got a very tough start this season. You've got Merthyr at home, uh, then Cardiff in the Cup at home, and then Landovery away. You know, there's, there's three top sides there. We've got to start well. We feel that, you know, we're in a good position for that. And if we do that, then, you know, we're going to become a difficult side to beat, which are GCR anyway. And there's a good buzz around the place. We announced today Rachel Taylor is going to join you as part of your academy work here with the, the male game and also having a, a role within the female structure up here as well. What do you make of that announcement? I think it's really exciting, you know, and it's, it's nice to be involved in some groundbreaking decisions being made. Uh, like I said, I, I've known Rach for quite a while now through my role with the WRU, you know, we get on really well. You know, she's an excellent coach, you know, she's a very experienced player as well. She's just got to uh, get that playing experience now out in her coaching and, and get that over to the players, which she's doing already. She's already coaching the men's senior side plus the age grade side. So, you know, she's quite the way up the pathway, but we've just got to get a little bit further along now and hopefully get her working with these young guys now and um, it's groundbreaking stuff but the boys are pretty open to it and they're, um, and they're looking forward to working with her. The type of uh, appointment you'd like to see with your coach development background as well? I've worked within the women's game. I've run coaching courses for females only. You know, it's, it's the way of the world now and, you know, women who were ordinarily helping out in the clubhouse and, you know, with the kids and stuff in the past, you know, they're coaching now, these mums, and they're out there and they're actually coaching the teams and you're seeing more and more of it across the board. So we need good role models like Rachel and who can demonstrate that with the right pathway and the right development, these female coaches can get on in the game as well as the men. How far do you think she can go in coaching? Well, you know, you'd like to think with the right development now and, and things going her way a bit, then, you know, you'd like to think that she's a future Wales women's international coach. That, you know, that's for the next step of, would be for her, I imagine. But we see how this goes and, you know, we do everything we can to get her to where she should be. As you said, you've got exciting two fixtures to kick off the season here at Stadium Zipworld. Talk us through those. 
Well, you know, first up is Merthyr Stadium Zip World. It's been moved from the Saturday to the Sunday to accommodate other events which are going on here. Yeah, so Merthyr are coming up, obviously league champions, similar to us, you know, they, they got a lot of quality players in their squad who, you know, are the best in the league, really. So, you know, we've got to really be well prepared for that game and, you know, we want to win, win our home games. So it starts there. It doesn't get much bigger than that. And then the following week then, obviously second in the league and cup winners last year, Cardiff, who, you know, I've been looking at the recruitment down there this summer. They've recruited heavily again. They've got a lot of strength and depth. They've got, once again, some of the best players in the league, um, some of the biggest players as well, They're a big pack. So we got a big second out in there. That's on the Saturday, obviously, after Sunday. So we only got a six-day turnaround. But, you know, they've got to travel up, so we'll give them a warm welcome as well. And you're confident for the season to come for RGC? I haven't held back. I've got 12 months up here initially, so I've got to get the floor running. I see RGC as a top six side and with the right recruitment and with these facilities and the backing that they've got, we'd be selling ourselves short if we didn't really aim for the top six and to get into that Super 6 competition next season. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Some big changes off the field in North Wales. For Wales under-18s, it's all about what's going on on the field in South Africa over the next couple of weeks. Coach Chris Horsman spoke to Rob Cole. This trip to South Africa is becoming quite important, isn't it, in the development of the players? I think it's a hugely important trip looking at it. Uh, for me, it's not just about the opportunity to play against like South Africa, South Africa, Argentina or France. It's the, the block of time they afford you with the players. And the big thing is about forging those high-performance behaviours. So you get that block of time. Yes, we want to go out there and perform. Yes, we want to go out and win. But ultimately, it gives us the opportunity to work with these players and really embed behavioural changes and get them to understand what it's like to be a professional stroke international rugby player. And we're seeing the development, you look at the, that great back row you had, was it two years ago with Gregan's raffle, Basham, yeah, yeah. Uh, coming through into the 20s and becoming young professionals. Yeah, exactly. And, and funny enough, I talked to Tommy Raffle in the gym the other day before he was going back up. I said to him, like, well done in the 20s World Cup. And I said, you do realise now you've beaten the whole big three. And he sort of looked at me. I said, well, we went under 18s, we beat South Africa. And I said, you've also under 20s the year before you beat Australia. And then this year with the 20s, you beat New Zealand. So that group of players that, you know, I've had an involvement with both 18s and 20s. And obviously predominantly with the 18s role. 20-year-old back row forward to say, well, he's already beaten those three teams shows there's development and we have the skill and we have the ability and the pathway of producing those players. And it's not just about the win, it's what the win signifies about how you achieve those wins. Mm. So yeah, for me, and again, all the way from Wales as well. Yeah. But that's a very significant point you make there. When you look at the senior players who've achieved that, none of them have done it other than if you include the Lions. Mm. So if you've done it down at that level, there's no reason why you can't carry that with you forward. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've looked at a lot of the... Um, different international age grade teams from different sports and you know you look particularly at football with the FA in England and that success you know they want more of those tournament environments they say you know the under 17s under 15s under 19s under 20s under 21s you know they win the Toulouse tournament or they win the European Championships or the under 17s World Cup for Gareth Southgate and national coaches having players who are used to being in an international environment because an international environment is so different to a regional environment. I'm not saying it's better or worse or anything, it's that they are just different environments because, again, I say to the players, you know, the, the difference between playing age-grade 
regional rugby and age-grade international rugby, there's only two differences, and that's time and space. Mm. And I say that's not just on the field, it's off the field in terms of preparation and what have you. So I'd say these blocks of time are invaluable for us. Whether it's Warren or Wayne coming in now, he can have a potential input to you here, and it's very important for him to see the work you're doing and for the people to feel that they're on that conveyor belt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, We always say it's a development pathway, not cul-de-sac. So the 18s, again, for me, it's about being really clear what is wanted from the senior level and it's about then at that point in their journey when they're with me in the 18s what I get most bang for my buck for and you know I've made a conscious decision this year with the programme obviously the technical and tactical and rugby um, development is absolutely key but for me the biggest thing that I'm focused on this last year is the personal development is actually getting to explore and the players to understand high performance behaviours, what behaviours are needed to underpin a player to be a professional rugby player or an international rugby player. Yes, there's loads of technical and tactical knowledge that they need, but that's all underpinned by high performance behaviours. If you look at any really successful rugby player or athlete, it's normally their behaviours that separate them from the rest, and that's why you know doing this stuff with the disability coaching, going into townships, the high performing parents' evening that I've been doing. I've had some strange looks from certain people when I say this is what I want to do in the camps, but I'm comfortable with the reason why we're doing it, and yeah. I, I get a lot of support from above, which is really great, and the players really buy into it as well. And I get to see the players away from a rugby environment, so it's a really good insight as a coach, because a, a classic example of a couple of years ago, I went to South Africa, and we were in a township, uh, doing some coaching, and Leonard Greggins, who's a fantastic bloke I got all the time in the world for, you know, I just thought, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's a bit gobby, you know, and I mean that in the nicest possible way, and then I saw him in that township and the way he interacted and the way he just conducted himself to the point where in the last game we made him skipper, and, and we saw that there was actually a leader in there, so it was just about us then, understanding that that was in there, and it was a real insight, and then it was about us supporting and bringing that side of his character out, which is which has been brilliant, and you know, he's done, he's captained some of the Dragons 18, 23 games, and what have you, he's captained the 20s in a friendly, so again, things like this are invaluable for us as coaches and, and players as well. One of the interesting players to watch will be fullback Dan John, son of former Wales scrum half Paul John, and grandson of former Pontypridd and Wales coach Dennis. He too spoke to Rob Cole. This is a hell of a trip to South Africa, uh, yeah. and you've got some big teams to play against. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a tough test, but um, I think the way we play is uh, pretty similar to how South Africans play, and we want to just use our pace and stuff to get excited. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, there used to be a time when Wales couldn't even dream about being South Africa at any age group, but the, the walls have come down a little bit. Yeah, especially now, I think. With this group as well, we're a really good group and with the, the first doing re- really well as well. So, yeah, still second in the world and I think the younger group now are definitely coming through and should shine, yeah. Yeah. especially this trip now. So we know about your family lineage and we know about your dad, Paul, and he's obviously out in Hong Kong. Yeah. You spent a bit of time there. You had to make a choice between football and rugby? Yeah, a few years ago I had to make a choice between football and rugby. Well, I was in the academy down in Cardiff and when we moved to Hong Kong I couldn't really continue with it. So it sort of made the choice for me and when I moved out to Hong Kong I had the balance of both, like I started, like when I was younger I played both all the time and I did that as well when I was in Hong Kong and I just started loving rugby again and yeah, it's just gone full, full colours then, yeah. just, just kept going along with it. And from Hong Kong you've come back to Millfield and yeah. coming into your second year there in the, in the sixth form, how's that been? It's been brilliant, yeah. Uh, I didn't really get an experience of a professional environment on this year, so when I moved to Millfield and they had the training, the gym and everything, and it's really benefited me so much. Like I'm loving my rugby even more than I did last year. Pretty famous Welsh fullback went to Millfield, didn't he? 
JPR Williams. Yeah, JPR Williams, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look him up on YouTube. He wasn't yeah. bad. <laughs> and <laughs> Gareth Edwards, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a few Welsh boys there now at the moment. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. So coming into the, the Wales Under-18 group, how's that been? All most of the boys know each other from home and I didn't really know them, but they, they treat me the same. It's been brilliant and uh, yeah, loving it. Yeah. Training's tough, really tough, but we like that, so yeah. it's good. What's on your mind now? Is it to become a professional rugby player or professional sportsman? Definitely in my mind being a professional rugby player, but it's not the be-all and end-all. I really want to do well, especially my A-levels next year and try and get into good uni. What are the signals being like from Dad out in Hong Kong? Is, does he keep up to date? Uh, he keeps up to date. He's always on his laptop, always asking me how he's going and seeing it, because everything's streamed nowadays, so you get to see everything. He's a bit gutted, like, he can't be here in person like most of the boys' parents are watching, but yeah, he can still keep up, catch up and... Uh, Definitely, especially my band back home watching as well. Keeps yeah. you in contact. Well, of course, he went through the whole process himself, didn't he? So he knows what it's like. Yeah, and yeah. A few wise words, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, what about uh, Grampy Dennis? What does he say? Yeah, he loves it. He loves coming to watch. He travels all around, all around England, to be fair to him. But no, nah, he loves watching. He loves asking questions. And he always tries to make me a better player. So, yeah. yeah. France are right up there at yeah, the moment. Yeah, they won the Six wise, Nations. They were a good, good yeah. team. But I think we, we'll push them, definitely. Yeah. 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 So you then have to look maybe at pushing into the 20s thereafter? Yeah, and the 19s and yes. 20s should be yeah. my next target. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, it's great to have that structure. And, and having the 19s back is Especially, another incentive. Yeah, because there's that, there's that middle age where you yes. can't really... You may be not big enough to play the 20s and not good enough to play the 20s. And the yeah. 19s yeah. is quite a good stepping stone as well to yeah. get boys ready for the under-20s. How do you characterise how you play and what's your game like from the back? Um, I think just make sure I can cover the whole field as well because like the cross-country give me good bit of stamina. Like, I've got an engine on me, I think, and that helps me cover the whole field, like the kicks and being able to go back and forth, making breaks and scoring people, yeah. Mm. It's definitely helped me. Doing the other sports is so much so beneficial. Yes, yeah. And I guess the key thing is, are we going to see a third-generation player pulling on a Ponty jersey at one stage? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never actually pulled on a Ponty jersey. I've always been down in Landavardra, but hopefully one day. Yeah, yeah, it's a great club, and I've always been down there on the sideline. I always love watching them, so hopefully I can get that shirt on one day. So that's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Plenty of reaction to the new game next week, but until then, goodbye.